Buckeye football fans, this is Corey Thorpe along with my co-host John Cooper, and we are here with week nine of the NAIFball live show. What a great week of games we had last week. You know, we had a lot of teams make a lot of statements, like Marion, you had Kaiser make a statement in the Sun Division, then you had a team like the Evangel Crusaders who took a big loss to Grandview earlier in the season. Second week, 
team has been able to, I would say shut down, but limit, and they've been they keep uncomfortable on the ground. Absolutely. You know, we talked about Coach Temple and his defense, pretty ferocious front seven there. And, uh, you know, this kind of came back from last year. Benedictine was the one that uh, got through in the heart, and now you see Evangel making a statement. I mean, this is two straight losses for Benedictine. They're kind of on a slippery slope right here, they sure are. And, and, they'll, and they'll, be, they'll be fine, I think. Right. Um, they have they have a chance uh, just because they didn't have as many of the, the big time matchups as last week did. So a lot of these teams do get a chance to catch their breath and they can get a Um On to uh, kind of the uh, NAI version of the Sunshine State Showdown. Yeah, Kaiser Seahawks. Seahawks fast. It happened against Southeastern. Both these teams love tempo. They love inside outside zones. They love to pass the ball. Um, you know. Coach Sunshine there done a heck of a job. I think Kaiser is right now the surprise team of the year. I would definitely agree with that. And um, what really got me about that game, uh, Cooper Guns is uncharacteristically um, careless to the football through four picks, including three with the same defensive back. Right. And, uh, Corey, I want to shout out to the offensive line at Kaiser. You know, not only are they making creases and run gap, but Kaiser loves to pass the ball a lot. And they only allowed one sack against Southeastern defense, who's been on literally on fire this year. So only one sack. Eli Matthews was pretty safe back there, and that's why they were able to throw three touchdowns. Absolutely. And then the game that was a little bit more uh, lopsided than I thought, Baker versus Mid-American Nazarene. You know, Mid-American Nazarene wants to make a push for that playoffs, get in the picture. But uh, this came no surprise to Baker fans. They've had been back with Nazarene's number for a long time now. And they just took care of business. And watch out for the Wildcats as they make a push to that top 16. Taylor Baker had two rushes, Grant Houston and Woods. Both of them were within 10 yards of 150 yards apiece on the ground. You want to win the team? Four three seconds. Yeah, we'll that. Yes. So, before we go any further, Let's talk a little bit about our sponsors, uh, Fifth Quarter CFP. Um, right now, they're making a push for 10,000 followers on Twitter. So, they're so, so close. Yes. They're within 1,000. They're within 1,000. They're within 1,000 there. So, uh, you love college football, and of course you do, or you wouldn't be watching a live show about college football. Um, don't give them a follow. Go. Go now. Come back to us. We'll still be here. I yes. promise. We're not going. we got like 30 minutes left. we got like 30 minutes left. Just go follow them. They would appreciate it. And the second one, we have new shirts. Yeah, we don't have to recycle too much every week now. Exactly. But yeah, you see the logo right here. Awesome. we got the guys from Simple Scores right here. Sponsored by AdCraft. Powered by AdCraft. Powered by AdCraft. They've been around since the 70s. If you're in your university, your team's looking for gear at a cheap spot, uh, not cheap, but relatively priced, good quality. I've been wearing this shirt for a couple of days now. All right. Go get those guys up at AdCraft USA on Twitter. All right. Make a little money for your team. Yep. And uh, playoffs are coming. I know, um, you know some, some teams might want to do a little bit of something special for winning their division, winning their conference. Um, as they say, that's bragging rights right there. Go, uh, go talk to a friend at Temple and see what they can do to set up there. And uh, they they love NAI football just as much as you do. 
um, which is why they support us. So on to the top 25. Um, it was a hard week. You know, it, it really was. And I think our poll is starting to match the coaches' poll just a little bit. I obviously like ours better, not being biased. But it just makes sense with the head-to-head stuff that's happening. Yeah. So I, I like ours. But remember, folks, our media poll, while very accurate and is held by different media entities like the JV Sports Show, um, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma Sports.net, which has branded out into Kansas and Iowa here lately. They're basically MidwestSports.net. Okay. You got uh, the Jason Sports Show. Yeah, that helps. That's telling right. So we basically have about five or six media entities that vote. It's just not me and Corey. Yeah, this is as unbiased as possible. And we got Big Spicer as well over there in Kentucky. Yep. So we got everybody in every region covered just about. Yep. We are well rounded. But I want to remind you, our media poll, while accurate, it has no playoff implications. We are going to go over a bracketology tonight. Okay. Going over a bracketology tonight. But let's get to the accuracy of our poll first. Yep. Coming in number 25 are the Lakes and Lions falling after the loss to Iowa of Arizona. The Lakes is going to need a lot of help. I doubt the Sooner Conference is going to get two teams in, just traditional, and they only have, they have no divisions. It's just straight down the line. Initially, they only get one team in. Lakes is going to need a lot to happen in front of them. Yep. Uh, tied for 23rd are Waldorf, who has a chance to prove themselves to the coming weeks. Waldorf. You know, they have they have a chance. I know they lost to Dickinson State earlier. They play them again. They play them again. I I would love to see the North Star uh um tiebreaker, but there could be a chance that Waldorf upsets Dickinson. They beat them last year, and that North Star is still open a little bit, and that's a playoff spot right there. Guaranteed playoff spot for the champion as long as they finish within the top twenty. Uh tied for them. Uh tied for twenty third week it was Montana Tech. Uh, it's they, they a good tough loss. We just talked about it. Yeah. You know, you're losing on a 58 yard field goal. I'm sure the coaches on the sideline thought they had the game in the bag. NFL kicker is hard to make 58 yard field goals. Yeah. So, I might want to sign that kid up. But, uh, you know, not too bad of a spot for Montana Tech. Still getting a little wiggle room, but they have to be perfect down the stretch if they want to make it. Absolutely. And probably make it going to Vitamin, dropped a game, and, and opened up a spot for them. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, at number 22 are uh, the Indiana Wesleyan team. Um, they actually are one of the rare teams to move up after a loss. And boy, they deserve it. And we heard, yes, St. Francis you were without a lot of players. But this is a second-year program that is being ran very efficiently over there and obviously has the talent. They're in a great recruiting area in the Midwest over there. And they're competing with the same guys that Marion and St. Francis are competing for, and these guys are coming right out the gate doing it right. They lost 31 30, but they've been hovering around the voting area for a while now. It's not just because, boom, they lost one point to the two time national champion, so 2016 17. You know, there's a reason why they're there. They've earned this spot, absolutely. And at number 21 are the Sterling Warriors. Look at that. You know, we thought the Bethel Threshers. They go up. The Sterling's defense has been phenomenal in the K-Pack. They've hardly blown up any points. Absolutely. On to the uh, next five start with uh, the Baker Wildcats. This is what happens when you get a uh, continue. Baker is quietly pro 
bouncing off the poles again. They had that slow start, two losses. But, you know, the cliche says it's better to lose early than to lose late, especially when you're competing for playoffs. And number uh, 19, that Southeastern Fire. No, 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 draw. No, the thing is, as the Sooner Conference we talked about, and Southeastern's won the conference or won a share of the division, the Sun Division, four straight years. Now Kaiser is in the driver's seat. But we talk traditionally that the Sun Division doesn't get, you know, they haven't really got more than one playoff team. All the whole division was left out last year. Kaiser's going to change that this year. Yeah. They want this in top 16. So Southeastern's going to need a lot of help. They're either going to have to hope that Kaiser drops two, most likely. Yeah. And the Burning King got Sienna Heights. You know, their defense has been, it's, the mid-states is popular. Defense is popular over there. Sienna Heights is in a good position. They got to win those big boy games, though. They got enough for that. They got an opportunity this, this game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But if they win this game, they're going to be in the driver's seat. They're going to be going to be going to be going to be at large bids, and we're going to talk about with bracketology. It's going to be hard to come back. Yep. At number 17, we've got Reinhardt on top of their mid-south division. You know, we talked about Reinhardt. You know, they only, they've lost to uh, Kaiser. Which is showing to be a very good loss. You know, we don't talk about quality losses because that's just what users talk about. Um, but and then they have the FCS loss to Kansas State, who is a top FCS team. Um, you know, Reinhardt's doing their part with Coach Miller over there, and we talked about how physical of a team they are. They really are, but they've got to play absolutely perfect. You got to slip ups for the Eagles if they want to make the playoffs again. Yes, yeah, so. Very physical team in their division over there in the Appalachian division. Pretty much, I, I guarantee you they get two to three offensive linemen on the first team. Oh, season, no doubt. And at number 16, we've got Benedictine falling down a little bit more after that second straight loss. Yeah, they, they took a huge tumble in the coaches' ball, actually. They were five in the coaches' ball, and they tumbled all the way to 14. Nine spots, the biggest drop. Uh, we were a little bit more gracious with that, and deservingly so. Yeah, yeah. That was a two-week drop. Yeah, that yes. Was, it, was a little, it was a little bit more gracious. Right. Gracious. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, it's, they're definitely on a slippery slope in the heart. But they still have a shot in their division. They really do. Yeah. Um, and number 15, we've got Concordia, um, who, you know, lost to Marion. That's not a horrible loss. Again, they're still kind of in uh, it's all around basketball as well. Right. And that Mid-State Football Association, the Mid-East has a chance to get four teams in. It's, and St. Yeah. Xavier is going to get in. So the Mid-States, I think the record for NAI teams in the playoffs is five. Right now, the Mid-South and Mid-States are making a race towards that. Absolutely. And number 14, you've got Dickinson State. I mean, who else left but Waldorf to challenge them? That's basically a playoff game right there. Inside of Valley City, yes. And they're, and they're assuming that this week as well. Right. Um, you just got to go out and win the games that you're expected to win. Absolutely. And you'll be fine. And number 13, in San Xavier, we just talked about it. Went out, you're in. Yeah, St. Xavier has probably the clearest path to the playoffs. Nobody's challenging them on their side. Yeah, Oregon State has the great advantage of being on the Midwest instead of on the Mideast in that football conference. And number 12 are the winners of their game against Benedictine again is the advantage for Sanders. Yeah, like you said, they took a tough loss to Grandview a couple weeks ago, but here they are back at it. They're, yeah. they're making 
a run for that at large spot or possibly a division title. Nobody's really kind of saying that's terrible match. No, no, no. For that grand you loss. I mean, the, the, the better, the more grand you win, the more suffocating your defense is, the more everybody realizes that in that close, close race within game against Evangel. Yeah. And, you know, that, that side of the division with Evangel, Baker, and Benedictine, and the heart's going to be a tough one to sit out. Yeah. We will. We'll get to say. Yes. And number 11, just outside the top 10, on the Kaiser Seahawks. Um, do you think they make it inside the top 10? So they have a season's ever. I think they have a chance in our poll. In our poll to make it this week. They do. Yeah, because I mean, it, it really depends on St. Francis Seahawks. Right. I, I think they have a chance to make it in this week. Um, you know, the coaches poll has them at 19, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I think Kaiser is definitely better than the 19th team in America. I think Texas is 12. Are they at 12 in the coaches poll? Excuse me, I'm sorry. So for the coaches poll, they're at 12, and in our poll, they are 11. Okay. I was about to say, I must be looking at an older version right now. But, uh, so Kaiser, I definitely think they'll crack the top 10. They're in both polls this week. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of um, moving around in there, especially with rivalry week at the end of the season. It's, it's going to necessitate some moving around. Um, at number ten, getting back into the top ten is St. Francis. Yeah, same story as last year. They dropped too early, and here they are again. Drop drop the game, and they're back at it. Absolutely tied for eight. So Ottawa shooting up into that uh, a little bit further. Into Top 10 um, with that good showing against Lansman. I can't believe people say we have them too high. You know, this is a problem where a lot of people aren't self aware of what's going on in NAI. Ottawa's um, got a great offense. They show that they, you know, you can say whatever you want about Lansman, but they have a solid offense as well. And they're holding them only to seven points. And sure, they're in the center, but they're beating the pants off of everybody in there. And that's, that's got to count for something. It's the same. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, uh, Ottawa basically punched their playoff ticket. As long as nothing horribly goes wrong, that pretty much punched their playoff ticket. Just about it. Tied for them at eight is Northwestern. But they're starting to sour just a hair. Yeah, they're dropping them down a little bit. They won't find them very impressive. Which is, and that should be bulletin board material for Northwestern. Absolutely. But uh, we're all still waiting for that Morningside move. That, the GPAC outside of Morningside and Morningside has been absolutely dominant. We expect to see it during the um, And Northwestern, you know, you have Briarcliff that's had a solid defense for the most part besides that Morningside game. And then you have Dort who's impressed outside of Kaiser and some other. But the GPAC's relatively kind of weak again this year. Um, so we're just waiting for that Morningside Northwestern game. Absolutely. And you know, that's one thing I really like about our poll. Um, you're not just going to. You're not going to see a team be static, um, even if they lose a game sometimes. Right. We, uh, the, the voters really do pride themselves on taking the product on the field into account and uh, making sure you're putting the right teams in the right order. Absolutely. Uh, at number seven is uh, Cumberlands of Kentucky. Um, I would agree with them and Lindsey Wilson together because they are right now. They're actually looking at they're going to the head. Honestly, I'm surprised they're not tired in the poll. Um, 
you know, I'm excited for that game. I'm excited to see the running back in Cumberland's. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, they put that 98 spot on you. And, uh, you know, kind of scary over there in Williamsburg, Kentucky. I don't know where the Lindsey Wilson uh, Cumberland's game is this year. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. You know, the home team's going to have a huge advantage. That is at Cumberland. At Cumberland. Okay, so Williamsburg's a unique place to play. They're in-state opponents. This is one of the great things about the Mid-South and Kentucky NAIA football. But we're, we're really, you know, we're really excited to see that game in the Yeah, those, those two are just joined in against right now until that game. Um, and now our top five starting with Holland of Idaho. Holmes, Holmes had at five. There's not really much movement inside the top five. Okay. Corey, you know what they say about college football in the month of November or approaching November. If you want to be a playoff team, you have to have great defense, great special teams. We knew they had a solid offense in their quarterback in Peterson, okay? But they showed they had solid special teams with a 58-yard field goal and to hold that Montana or Digger team to 14 points. Two things in the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. Number four, Grandview McSuffin. Yeah, Joe Whitley is probably the most impressive new head coach this year in 2019. I don't know what else to say. They, they've actually dominated everybody they played except for Daniel. And, you know, that was just one of their sloppy games. Do you think that he walks away with Tracy Beal this year? Absolutely. If I was a voting member and you were a voting member, I think we'd definitely go. We either go with him or Coach Socia. Those two guys have been absolutely impressive. But as far as new coming coach, there's no one even close to him. Yeah. Um, they, he's done a great job taking over his dad's program. Number three. And number, number two and three, we have Flint. And I, and I think it's relative to the FBS football, too. You know, with Clemson dropping because of their lack of competition. And uh, there's no slide against Kansas Wesley. They've been absolutely dominating. They can't they can't help the teams that are in their conference. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they got how they beat them. They can handle And they have been beating the crap out of them for the most part. And they got Sterling coming out later on the schedule. Nick Peterson, two solid games that I think. And they take that McPherson Bulldogs are surprising a lot of people. I think they're up to three to four straight wins right now. Um, they're floating outside of the top 25 as they get something else going again. But, you know, the strength of schedule, I think, is what made that fit between Marion and uh, Kansas Wesleyan. And it's still by the slightest of margins. That's only by three uh, points in, in the poll. So, I mean, it's not like they are leaving Kansas Wesleyan. Does. You know, if Marion doesn't look as good right. in the span of a couple of weeks and Kansas Wesleyan starts taking people behind the woodshed, then it's real possible we see another flip. Absolutely. Um, that, that's, that's neck and neck. Um, but at number one, far and away, nine points ahead of, ahead of Marion, we got seven. First place votes is Morningside. Yeah, and that's that's not going to change until they lose. In, you know, Morningside could get taken to the distance tomorrow and they still not have a Yeah, they're number one until they lose. So, so let's, let's take a look at the home schedule real quick before we get into the, to, to the, uh, the fun stuff. First one on offense is, is Charles Sallard, 309 rushing yards. Uh, I don't care if you 
do it on 80 attempts or 40. He did it against the top 15 teams. He did it against the top 15 teams. And he run three bills. That is, that's impressive. I don't care whether it's rushing, receiving, whatever. Right. Absolutely. And then defensively, that kind of defensive back, uh, Say Sam, he recorded five and a half tackles and three picks. We've been hearing about him a lot since last year, since that program started. Absolutely athletic freak that he just has a nose for the ball. Obviously, three picks is insane. I mean, after the second one, you just gotta go, okay, where is he? And I'm not running with that one. So, we talked about it a little this week. We decided that it is about time to start a little bit of bracketology. Behind us is last year's bracket. It's a little small for y'all to see from there. Um, hoping at some point to hit a blank 2019 one that I can that I can place there. Right. And uh, and we'll do this a big time. But I figured what we do would be kind of a, a buy or sell uh, style segment. We're, we're going to go through the conferences and we'll go through uh, the teams that are um, buy rank and we'll buy or sell. The teams based on whether we think they're going to make a playoff or not. Okay, let's start. All right. And these are roughly alphabetical. There are some that are a little out of order because I wanted to keep some of the, uh, the divisions together. But mostly these are alphabetical order. So, that being said, we start with Punch in. Okay, most absolutely. And that would be hard to buy hard. They are definitely in. They are up two games. And their conference is 6 0. The next closest teams. Well, Montana Tech, Montana Western at four and two. They are definitely in. I I also buy them being in. Uh, what do you think about the two Montana teams? Montana Tech right now is a twenty. Montana Western's a twenty-four. At this point, because of the fact that we're talking bracketology, I'm taking all of my rankings for the coaches' poll. Right, absolutely. So we're trading the scene over there. Um, it's absolutely hard to get an at-large bid when your conference doesn't have divisions. It's just less opportunities, in my opinion. And uh, you're stacking against more teams, basically, than your own division. But I think the best chance there is probably Montana Tech to slip up. But it really depends. This whole bracketology depends on the at-large teams in the mid-states, the heart, and uh, the mid-south. Yeah, the mid-states, mid-south, and heart. So yeah. if one of those slips up, you get an extra one somewhere. So you just got to control what you're doing. But I, I definitely think that Colorado will only be the only team to make the playoffs. Right? GTAC has a couple of teams in the top 25, starting with Morningside. They actually made that statement. They're going to be there. Um, you know, they can almost lose every game from now until the end of the season. No, Morningside, yeah. man. They, they got to they gotta win out. Here's the tricky thing about the GTAC, and uh, Northwestern has to be careful, even if they're not in one quarter. Um, if they take a very devastating loss to Morningside, and they keep winning non-impressively in some of these games, I mean, I think you could see a situation. I don't think so, because there's so much value in a 9-1 record, but they cannot slip to 82. But I can see a 1%, 2% chance that they win, they don't win impressively, they get routed by Morningside, and this is the year to beat them. I mean, all, there, there could be talk that Northwestern might should be left out, but GPAC will get two teams in. Yeah, Northwestern is it, is just in a really good spot right now. The coaches pull at number five. They 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 just they've almost got it. 
hard to drop, you know, after one loss. Really would. Um, from the park, really the only one in the top ten got standing from the from the north. From the north, yes. And they're the only one that's gonna make the playoffs. Um, Grandview is I mean, they played the other teams from the other division already for the most part. Um, yeah, they just yeah. gotta win their side. Yeah, they they have you know, three games left and they're gonna win. Let me check to see who the three games are. But uh, you know, I I'm pretty certain they could go seven and three and they're gonna stay yeah, they go eight eighty eight and two if they stay in the top sixteen. Excuse me, they have four games left. One being Clark at the end of the season, that's a one win team. Peru State, which has a great air raid offense, but uh it's only like a two, three win team. Graceland under a new head coach, which has been abysmal this year, but they'll pick it up in the future and then so wait again. Yeah, so they they're very favorable schedule. I see them going eleven and zero. Yeah, I I think I think they'll go and, and probably go undefeated. The Park South is a little bit murkier. You've got Vandal right now, rocking at ten. Um, Benedictine at fourteen, but they're back of Baker in the stand in 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 the conference standings themselves. Right. Even though Baker is at 21, then you've got the American Nazarene that's receiving those um, starting from the bottom. I, uh, um, unless Mid America um, reaches up and, and beats it in. Yeah, again, there's, there's, I think Mid America Nazarene's out. Uh, just too much ground to make up with only about four weeks left. Yep. Um, Baker, they're in a weird predicament. They're number 21. Yeah, this is where things get tough. So you think about Lindsey Wilson and Cumberlands, which is in the Blue Draft Division. More than likely, they're going to meet as 9-0 teams. The loser's going to get that one, too. Yep. Um, you got to hope that some of these teams up front, you start losing. And you got to start watching the Mid-South and Mid-States teams and hope they start losing now. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're Baker, you're, you're really rooting for Mid-American Nazarene to beat them this week. You're rooting for Benedictine to keep sliding. You're just you're you're hoping that someone gets a little out of your way for you to make up some ground in the park or in the in the standings. Absolutely. We have the KCAC and the North Star. Um and Candace Wesley at number two, unless something sure. happens. Unless Sterling gets an upset over Kansas Wesley and they're going to be one one team in. I know the KCAC is thinking about bringing a second team in out in Oklahoma um, to make it two divisions, and that would help. But uh, only one team in. The North Star is so disrespected outside of their own borders, which, I mean, it's in their hands to just prove that in the playoffs. But either Dickinson State or Waldorf will get in. Um, you know, Waldorf needs to probably win impressively because remember, you have to be in the top 20 to get. And of that automatic birth that you want. Yep. I, right now they're at 25. I think Dickinson State's going to take care of business, but they, if they don't, that's going to that's gonna be an odd one. Yeah, it's very odd one. And then our last semi division um, conference, that's the center. I think we, we pretty much put that one to bed. Oh, yeah. Right. Langston plus their playoff. Yeah. They're in there. Yeah. Ottawa is on, excuse me. Ottawa punched their playoff spot over Langston. Yep, Langston uh, punched their ticket to get home. Yeah, so it, it would take a miracle for Langston to get in there. That's just the, the nature of the beast right now. Yep. So, we 
Broken itself. Any other? They have a chance to break the record. Any of the states with five teams. Let's see if that can happen. So in the Appalachian, you've got Lionheart at 17. Lionheart can't drop a game. Uh, if they drop another game, they're gone. Yeah, I think they're outside the top 20 if they drop another game. Oh, absolutely. They're 17 right yeah. now. It's only for spots and they be done. Right. Um, Lady Wilson and Cumberland, I think those are going to still make it. Regardless yeah, of what happens. No matter what happens, I, I truly believe they'll be 9-0 when they leave. Yeah, same both make it. Same, same here. That's not going to make it any less epic of a game. Right. But, it, but, um, you know, it's out, it's going to impact seating right. more than it will, um, your ticket. And then you've got the sun with Kaiser and Southeastern. Now, Southeastern's sitting there at 19. Yeah. No, they're at 12. Oh, sorry, I'm in Southeastern. I'm in Southeastern. Southeastern sitting there at 19. Um, you know, if they get a little bit of um, action going on above them, they got four games. They got to root for what, you know, some team can lose. Yep, you, you better be rooting against Concordia. You better be rooting against Reinhardt. You better be rooting against Sienna Heights. Um, you definitely need to be rooting against Kaiser. Yeah. That's... They lose two. And then Kaiser only has Weber left, um, St. Thomas, and then Alba Maria. You know, there's possibility between Alba Maria and maybe Weber. You know, Weber can surprise some teams. They have sunk with it with Reinhardt and a couple others. Uh, they defeated Faulkner last week on a, you know, come from behind game. But, uh, you're definitely rooting against Kaiser in Southeastern. Yeah. Uh, your, your playoff. Position is just not in your own hands. No, not at all. At this point. And then the mid states. Let's go ahead and go to the Midwest because that's the easier of the two. Yeah, San Xavier and the San Xavier basically has such a huge lead right now in the mid states. They are, well, you know, you got St. Ambrose that's through another conference, but I mean, there's no reason for us to think that they'll beat St. Xavier. And St. Ambrose is the University of at this point. Right. You know, and, and at this point, it's, it's, uh, it's more about where you are than, right. than the record. But St. Xavier's had probably the best two losses. You know, you got four games off the right weather. But, you know, you, you never know. You got, you got St. Francis, Illinois. Um, it says they play them twice. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Okay, but then you got all of it Nazarene and then St. Ambrose. St. Ambrose has a chance. If there's any uh, St. Ambrose fans out there or players, Pull from Morgan Field. Maybe they should. Yep. Then we come to the Midwest. I think Marion. That's pretty tough. I think that's where it gets crowded, and this is where you have to hope that you're not a mid states team that you hope they lose. Even if you are, like your Sienna Heights, you're going to be very close. And there's only going to be, like I said, there's 12 possible, Corey, 12 possible automatic fronts. Yep. So that only leaves four at-large spots. You know Lindsey Wilson and Cumberland's Kentucky is going to get at-large. One, the loser of that game. So that leaves just a couple. So you got St. Francis, that's number seven. That's pretty high up there. Then you got Concordia. They're our season, number six. Then you got Concordia at 16. Round the bubble, Sienna Heights at 18. But this is where the heart comes into play. Yep. 
because you have Benedictine above them fighting for Atwater. So possibility in the mixed states, you might only see St. Francis and Mary and all that time in the hell. You really could. Mary down the stretch goes to Indiana Wesleyan and goes to Sienna Heights. Right. That's not an ideal no. and, set of stretch. And also, we're talking about these teams, Corey. If you haven't picked one, which team do you think is automatically safe for playoffs besides one side? Kansas Wesleyan has probably the easiest one. Uh, I'm going to pick Ottawa, Arizona. They, but that's, that's basically the um, it's, it's sort of the, sort of the same thing. They, they separated themselves uh, a lot from the pack. Um, I think I think this is going to become, in, in some shape form, with that going to be weekly. Think courses, we kind of look at where we are. Tonight, tonight on our Twitter feed, if I want to post, if it ended today, who would make the playoffs? I like it. One thing that I noticed about what you were saying there, John, I don't see a single middle back breach. I don't see a single leader that at this point is outside the top 20. Right. No, this is a lot different than last year. Last year you had Southeast Vista playoffs, they were outside the top 20. Um, I think all 12 firsts are going to be fulfilled this year. You, you said some of these really good teams better know they've got their NCCA. And that brings up, yes, the NCCA. Yep. That brings up the topic of bowl games, which we'll get to later. What do you say? We'll talk about later. I can't remember that right. Alright, later on. That's a, that's a, that's a fun topic. Um, a bit of what to watch for. Again, we talked about it's not quite as uh, heavy of a, of, a, of a week as it was last week. We had a ton of games to watch. This week, not so much. You've got St. Francis of Indiana versus Sienna Heights. This is a, if you want to make the playoffs. If Sienna Heights wants to make it in, this is your game. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and I'm not sure of the status of that pregnant. And, I'm, and, and I know they're thin on the line at St. Francis. So. Right, and, you know, they started with Indiana Wesleyan, so they might be right for the picking for Indiana Heights. Or they might be looking at that film and getting a, a new one for them. Yeah. They could be it. You know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want the rap because John, I, I wouldn't either. But we got number 12, Evangel at Mid American Nazarene. I think Evangel takes care of our business with their defense. I think they make a statement here in Mid American Nazarene. I, I think they, um, I think they do too. I think they, uh, their defense uh, goes and just shuts down Moya for Mid American Nazarene. That's that's where their offense flows through. They did it last week, probably the 60 yards rushing, 72 yards receiving. Right. He's their leading rusher and receiver. Yeah. You shut him down, you've got a great chance to be Mid American Nazarene. Um, and then on our Instagram this week, all of the Nazarene is taking on Robert Morris. Um, not a ranked game, but I, I know that they get the We know all of the Nazarenes while bringing the golden standard on our Instagram feed, so we're excited about that. We really, really are. And they've been, uh, they've been playing on this for a couple weeks now. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with it. We've got a couple of, uh, of, of kind of announcements and um, looking ahead for y'all. Um, next week's show is going to be on Monday. We're doing a little bit of meet and with, uh, with some 
business folks on Tuesday for another one of our uh, media entities uh, that we help out with. So we will be here Monday, 7.15, same idea. Yes. Um, we'll, be, we'll be bringing you the new top 25 and all the rest of it, just as normal. Um, if we've gotten Faulkner Eagles out there, let's let's see all in the comments real quick. Um, we are going to be live on location, the both of us, and from what I hear, still a bunch of old Faulkner alumni. Yeah, I'm excited to reconnect with a lot of guys. I'm excited to get back up here and eat some of the fried chicken. <laughs> they have it available. If not, I'm going to be upset. But uh, excited to introduce the Faulkner Eagles and Southeastern Fire, uh, Southeastern Shrine to. Uh, you know, buy their time for that playoff spot. What better chance than handling the uh, unranked team? Faulkner still has a lot of talent on offense. Um, let's see if they can get that defense going. But uh, excited to be there. Absolutely. I love going to these games. Um, I'm, I'm still tickled pink anytime I get a press pass. I get to go sit up in the press box. Yes. And do this. It just it, it makes my day. Um, just because of the support we get. From the coaches, the SIDs, the athletic directors, the fans, the players, all y'all make this work out. Right. So, wrapping it up for this week. Any uh, thoughts before we close it out? We're going to see about some teams that have something good going, like McPherson out there in the KCAT, if they can get some, you know, a little bit of mantra going. Valley City, we discussed, you know, Dark Horse may be in the North Star. There's some of these wins, some of these unranked teams. You know, you got St. Thomas in Miami. They won their second game. Won their second game. Um, and then, uh, big news, you got Florida Memorial outside near that Miami area. Uh, they're starting football. So, uh, you got another thing about Martin in the Fontaine. You know, I'm sure it is. Red That's awesome. So, another historical black college has joined the NAIA ranks. You didn't know, we got another one with Langston. Um, Edward Waters is kind of with us, kind of not. They're playing a more traditional HBCU uh, schedule, even though they're in the NAI umbrella. So it's always great to have HBCUs in the NAI. Uh, but anyways, guys, that's enough from us. We will see you on the Twitter feed. Um, give us some feedback to say if you like the show or if you just really hate it or you want me to shut up. <laughs> but uh, you guys stay classy, and we'll see you next week.